This morning we are continuing our series on the Ten Commandments, and we are focusing in this series on on how, through Jesus, we have a, a new understanding of the Ten Commandments. That that the Bible tells us, especially in Hebrews and so on, uh, that the Ten Commandments, in a way, were. were nothing but a burden to us or or a teacher of guilt in that when we looked at the Ten Commandments and we examined the heart of each commandment and we understood what God was really going for in each of those commandments, we quickly come to understand that there is no way, no way at all for us to keep those commandments. We just can't do it. We've been talking for the first little while uh, about the first tablet of the law, uh, which is which is focused on our relationship with God primarily. And, and today we are looking at the the last of the first tablet of the law's commandments. We are looking at the commandment to keep the Sabbath day, and we are going to understand hopefully, what it really means to keep Sabbath. Uh, And also, we are going to understand how impossible in and of ourselves it is to keep Sabbath. But we will also hopefully understand how through Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit working in us, we can come to a place where increasingly we can learn to live a Sabbath way of life. Remember, one of the things that Jesus came to do for us is He not only came to take our place uh, and receive the just punishment that our sins deserve, but He also came to demonstrate for us what it means to really be human. What it really means to be human. In other words, Jesus' life and His teachings were an example of how a human being is really designed and called to live. Right? When, when we walk around and say, well, I'm only human when we, when we commit sins or when we hurt people or when we lie to people or whatever, that's, that's totally and completely wrong. Because truly humanity was not designed to be a lying people or a deceiving people or a hateful people or anything. We were designed to be God's image bearers, which means we were designed to live in loving relationship with God, heart, mind, soul, and strength, and loving relationship with each other just as we love ourselves. And so Jesus says all of these laws, all of these commands that we see in the Ten Commandments, they they are summarized in those two great commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And, And so when we see the command to keep Sabbath, we should no longer see a a guilty burden that we can never properly keep but we should instead see the opportunity to live as we were designed to live. So, let us look at the Scriptures, Exodus chapter 20. We're going to look uh, starting at verse 8 and going to verse uh, 12 or 11, I can't remember which, 
um, and we are going to see what God has to say to us there. And then we'll also look at the Heidelberg Catechism, which is, for those of you who may not be familiar, uh, a very old sort of frequently asked questions uh, that, uh, that were written down for generations of believers to understand more about their faith. This is what the Scriptures say. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servants. There we go. Nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The word of the Lord. Amen. Of course, for those of you who are very astute, we always need to answer the question, why are we talking about the Sabbath day uh, when we are actually here together on the first day of the week, not the seventh day of the week? Why do we celebrate our Sabbath on the first day of the week instead of Saturday, which is actually the seventh day of the week? Anybody? That's when Jesus rose from the dead. Yes. When, when we talk about Good Friday, uh, when Jesus died on the cross, um, and when Jesus rose again on the third day on Sunday, uh, we, we, we transferred, as it were, Gentile Christians especially, sort of transferred our day of, of worship and rest to that first day of the week because of what Jesus had done um, for us. So, when we look at the Heidelberg Catechism, we look at question and answer number 103. Question and answer 103, which says, What is God's will for you in the fourth commandment? And why don't we read this together? That'll help get it into our brains a little bit. First, that the gospel and ministry... Sorry. And that especially on the festive day of rest, I regularly attend the assembly of God's people to learn what God's word teaches, to participate in the sacraments, to pray to God publicly, and to bring Christian offerings for the poor. Second, that every day of my life I rest from my evil ways, Let the Lord work in me through His Spirit and so begin in this life your eternal Sabbath. Oi, tongue-tied a little bit. You did great. Apparently my holidays have been too much for me. Well, brothers and sisters, it it is interesting and and I love the song that we sang, um, "'Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus.'" Um, and, and I love the lyrics that says, just from sin and self to cease, right? Just from sin and self to cease. Because there is a way in which, and this is 
there are levels of Sabbath that we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, just to, from sin and self to cease is kind of the ultimate level of Sabbath. And, and this is not something that is restricted to one day of the week. This is not something that is restricted to a few minutes each day. This is not something that is meant to be restricted at all. This is meant to be universal, right? Is that we were designed to, to not be sinning and to not be self-absorbed, which is just another aspect of sin. Right? We, we are designed to live with our heart's arrow. Remember the heart's arrow, right? Remember, we were designed to live with our heart's arrow pointed directly at God, right? Heart, mind, soul, and strength, the whole nine yards, all of it pointed towards God. That's how we were meant to live. And not just temporarily, not just occasionally, not just from time to time, but all the time. And so here's the reality. If you want to keep Sabbath, uh, then, then the way to keep Sabbath, the best way to keep Sabbath, is to Sabbath the whole time. All the time. Every day. 24 hours a day. That's how you Sabbath. Right? That's a Sabbath way of life. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about what that means because it doesn't mean that you never do any work. That's not what that means. It doesn't mean that you just sit on your rocking chair on your front porch and just sit there all the time, 24 hours a day. No, that's not what that means, right? So we have to look a little bit more simply first, right? First of all, uh, the, the, the Heidelberg Catechism talks about the importance of maintaining gospel ministry and the education for it, and that on this festive day of rest, which is Sunday for us, that we gather together and uh, that we worship God together. And this is important because this is part of the equipping that we need in order to go through the rest of our week. It is part of the shot of energy, the, the, the encouragement, sometimes the correction that we need in order to help us be on the right path. You see, here's an ideal. Imagine that when we come to church on Sunday, we don't just talk to each other, you know, after the service over a little bit of coffee about how the weather was and so on and so forth. But instead, we also talk to each other about how ministry is going. How's, how's your ministry going? Right? And you might be saying, ministry, I don't know, you're a pastor, you have ministry, I don't have ministry. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. You have a ministry, Right? Jesus Christ has given you the ministry of reconciliation. And Jesus Christ has given you the gospel, the good news to share with everybody. So all of us has ministry. And, and whether your ministry has to do with you, know, you being retired and has to do with talking with your grandkids or visiting with them or whether it has to do with you know, um, the, the electrical work that you do or whether it has to do with the farming work that you do or whether it has to do with you know, riding around on trails all over Ontario on ATVs and stuff like that, you know, as an officer, right? If that's, if, that's what, if that's what your job is, What's the matter? 
<laughs> if that's what your job is, that's a ministry. Honestly, seriously. Right? Jason's work and 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 Alex's work and and everybody's work and their life, their relationship with their peers, it's all it's all ministry. And so we need this time together to encourage one another. So what if after the service we say, how's your ministry going, right? And you say, uh, what ministry? And I say, the ministry you have with your kids, Lindsay. How's that going? How, was good? <laughs> A little rough this week? I don't know, right? Um, you know, and your husband with his finger and stuff, right? <laughs> so much better, right? It's good. That's all ministry, and that's part of what we need to be for one another. We need to look not only the Gregs who who have the you know official ministry whatever in the eye and say how's ministry going, but we need to also look the Allens who you know fix appliances and and who minister to people all over the place and say how's your ministry going. So part of our Sabbath is coming together and encouraging one another and strengthening one another and building one another, up, one another up by learning and reminding ourselves of the story of the Gospel, which is why we have these sermons and why we hear Scriptures and sing songs to remind ourselves of the good news each and every week, right? And when we gather together to do the sacraments, whether it's baptism like we had uh, a couple of weeks ago or whether it's, whether it's celebrating communion together, to remind ourselves again and again of what God has done in Jesus Christ. Dying and being raised again. Offering His blood and His flesh for us so that we might live giving us an example of what it means to be human. But second, the Catechism talks about that resting from evil ways. But in between there, we need to talk a little bit about specifically what God says the reason is for the, Ten Com- or for the commandment to Sabbath in Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20 says, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth the sea, and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. See, the reason that God gives for the Sabbath day there is is twofold. One is it's a celebration of the creation that God has made. A, A standing back and a saying, Wow, this is so good. It is holy. But it's also a rhythm, right? It's also a rhythm of work and rest. 
in that we are not meant to constantly be in the workplace. We are not meant to be there. Even God, who doesn't need rest, did not stay constantly in the workspace. Instead, God established for us a rhythm of work and life. Rest, work and rest, work and rest, work and rest, work and rest. And you may think to yourself, well, my rest, right, one day out of the week does not equal, you know, half of the rest because, you know, if you're mathy or whatever, you're thinking pendulums go half the time this way and half the time that way. But that's, <laughs> that's not entirely true, is it, right? Because not only, of course, do we have Sabbath, which is a time of rest, but we also have many enforced Sabbaths every day, right? Hopefully, you go to bed and you go to sleep sometime or another, right? And those are, um, those are Sabbaths. You are at rest. And you really are uh, totally helpless and totally unable to do much of anything for yourself. My cat is proof of that because she terrorizes our room and throws everything all over the place every night when we're sleeping. So, right, we are having those mini rests each and every day, but not just sleeping, of course. We've also got eating our meals together, right? We sit down and we eat, or even if we don't eat together, we're sitting down and eating. And if you're eating on the go all the time, right? That's maybe not so great, right? You take breaks every once in a while. You sit down for a coffee. You do whatever it is that you do in your rhythm of work and rest and work and rest. And that's how we were designed to live. Now, Jesus makes it very clear that Sabbath was not designed simply for rule following, that it was really important. Jesus says very clearly that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. We were not created so that we could keep the rule of Sabbath. No, instead, the Sabbath was created because it was something essential for us. But then again, the Apostle Paul, he talks about Sabbath in a very interesting way. Because you see, in the early church, of course, you've got got Jewish folk who are coming to believe in Jesus Christ as the Messiah. And they already are Sabbath keepers. They already have that as part of their spiritual DNA, as it were. But then you also have the Gentiles who are coming in who know nothing of Sabbath. Of course, they have their rhythms of work and rest and so on and so forth, but they they don't celebrate Sabbath in the same way that the Jewish people do. And so Jesus, or sorry, Paul speaks about how for Sabbath keeping, one has to understand the principles of Sabbath keeping instead of just adhering blindly to the law. And he does this in a couple of different ways. He says, first of all, we, we don't want to be pharisaical in all of this stuff. We don't want to impose the law on the Gentiles as if they have to obey the law in the same way that the Jewish people do. It's not that the Gentiles can get off and do whatever they want. It, it's that rather the expectations for their lives are a little bit different in how that looks in their daily lives. In fact, 
Paul says that one person may treat one day with special honor and another might treat all days the same as long as they do it as they both do it to the Lord then it's good so for me of course my sabbath doesn't really end up being on sunday either I don't really celebrate my Sabbath on Saturday either. I celebrate my Sabbath mostly on Monday. That works out well for me, right? For others of you, you work shift work, right? And so you celebrate your Sabbath whenever you can get your Sabbath, right? For still others of you, you find that you need to, you need to divide that up because of the lifestyle you have. Maybe you've got you know, a million kids running around your house and there's not really Sabbath for mummy, right? So uh, mummy has to have the time she can get when, you know, daddy gives her some times to have some, right? Right? Sort of respite care, right? So the point of the whole thing is not whether you do, you know, 24 hours in a row you know, don't walk so many steps, don't do this job, don't do that job, don't do the other job. It's all about resting in God, right? And resting in God is rooted in where your heart's arrow is pointed. So, what do you do on your Sabbath? What do you do when you're resting in the Lord? Keeping in mind, ideally, that everything you do will be resting in the Lord, whether you're working or whether you're playing or whatever. But for now, seeing as most of us are not in the place where everything we do is totally resting in the Lord, we're working and we're having our rhythm of rest and work. How do you do what you do in a way that is Sabbath-keeping? What are some of you going to do today? No judgment. No, no judgment at all. What are you going to do? You're going to go back to the cottage, maybe go out on the boat, hang around on the shore, drink some nice drinks, hang out with friends, right? Sounds good. The difference between Sabbath keeping and being self-absorbed lies in where your heart's arrow is pointed, right? If you are going out on the boat with a humble attitude of gratitude for, um, for all the gifts God has given you and how you can celebrate this with friends and family and you, you can enjoy the creation that God has given you, if that's where your heart is at, then going out on the boat is an act of worship no less than singing songs here. But if your heart is just on, I want to have some fun, then eh, not so great. Right? Brothers and sisters, this is Sabbath keeping. Ultimately, Sabbath keeping is a way of life in which we rest constantly in the Lord. 
Whether we're working or whether we're playing, we are constantly trusting in Him. We are constantly loving Him, heart, mind, soul, and strength. We are constantly serving Him and worshiping Him. And that creates a peace that passes all understanding. But it is also the time that we take in the rhythm of life and rest. Where we celebrate and worship God through the play that He has given us. Through the sleep that He has given us. Through the times that we learn together about His Word and the Scriptures. When we celebrate communion or baptism together. Those are all Sabbath. So let us, brothers and sisters, keep that fourth commandment as a way, in a way, being part of how we were designed to be truly human, just as Jesus taught us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Thank you so much for gathering us here again together this morning. Lord God, we pray that we may take seriously the rhythms of work and life. That we may also rest in you each and every day. That we may honor you with a Sabbath way of life. Trusting in you completely. Ceasing from sin and from self. Lord God. Would you help us during our weeks to remember to take time to, yes, work, but also to rest. To take time to work with our hands and with our minds and with our hearts. And also, O oh God, to learn more and more about your word, about your good news, about your son, Jesus. And may we encourage one another in our ministries wherever we go. In Jesus' name, Amen.